What's good, everybody? Before we start today's video, I want to let you guys know Monday, April 4th, we're dropping a new suit collection from my company, The Standard. The Standard is not only a luxury suit line, but it's also a community of extraordinary men striving for greatness. Go ahead and sign up for the waiting list at theaffluentstandard.com. I look forward to seeing you all join The Standard, and let's get started with today's video. If your life is like a cake, so you know, you did the core ingredients like the flour, the eggs, the, the sugar, girls can't be your eggs or your flour, right? Mm. You need to, you need to bake a cake where like, like that's it. like, you know, those are your habits. That's your career. Those are the things you can control. And, and, and then you, you, so it's a, you can make a dope, delicious cake and girls are just like a, like a nice little design with like the icing mm. on top. And it's like, yeah, it makes it. it a little bit sweeter. You can enjoy it a yeah. little bit, but if, if someone scrapes that, that, that little design off top of the cake, like, it's still gonna be a delicious cake. Mm. I love that. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz. What up, people? I am back in one of the most interesting places in the United States, Austin, Texas, the land, as I always say, of the hippies and all the people who left California. Guys, I am back to sit down and have a conversation with one of my favorite content creators out there, guys. You know, what I love about a lot of these men that I've been able to meet is that there's such an example of not just success, but of longevity. Because anybody can be Jeremy Lin. Anyone can have a year, but to come consistently year after year after year, like, like Kobe, like LeBron, like Michael, and to have continued success to me is one of the greatest inspirations. So I would like to introduce you to someone who like Kobe, who like LeBron, who like Michael, you could say he's a beast as well. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, the one and only David De Las Morenas, aka How to Breeze. What's going on, bro? I like that. That was a good intro, man. You got me smiling over here. <laughs> My God, man. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, who's, who do you think's the GOAT, though? LeBron? MJ? Here's, a, here's, here's I'm going to share my thoughts and want to hear your thoughts. Huh. I never watched Michael Jordan play like that. I was too young. I was born in 1990. Come on. Like, I really didn't get this. I didn't get to experience it. From from So, from what I can see, it's not LeBron, Michael Jordan. I didn't get to see, experience Michael Jordan. What I can ex I can see, I have to give it to Michael Jordan. From what I saw from LeBron, respectfully, there was things in LeBron that I don't think Michael Jordan possessed. And so, for me, I give it to Michael Jordan. Who do you have? I so I think if I, I like to put it this way, I like LeBron. I'm a big LeBron fan, yeah, so yeah. I'll go off with that out there. Yeah, but yeah. if I was starting a franchise today and I could like draft one of them onto my team, I would pick LeBron. I think he's like a better player in terms of just like like raw skill and things. But I think Michael Jordan was the most dominant player of all time. Mm -hmm. Maybe he had a little bit more of like a mental game than LeBron had. But if I was starting a team now. I, tell you, I, I, have a, I have a, had another question for you, but I know you're biased. Yeah, probably am biased. Tom or Aaron? Uh, Tom. Why? Who's a, who's who's a better? Who's the most skilled player? But this is okay. So maybe this is similar to like a, a LeBron Jordan. That's what I'm saying. Like Brady is like a Jordan. Yes. he's dominant. Yes. But Brady also had crazy longevity. Le, LeBron's already played like more seasons than MJ by by a long shot. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. But also I'm from Boston. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because to me, I'm a Packers fan. Um, and I love you, but we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I look at Aaron Rodgers the way I look at LeBron James. Aaron Rodgers is physically, in my opinion, the most gifted quarterback of all time. In Aaron's prime, he could run. He could, he could, he could throw every pass. He could make everything possible. But when it comes to fourth quarter, I'm down by four. I need a touchdown. Uh, I've seen Aaron come short. You want you want Tom. You want MJ. I want Tom. I want Tom. Tom may not be the, the best, most accurate thrower. Tom may not be have the biggest arm or can run. But I know for a fact I can sleep well if I know we're down by four and Tom Brady has the ball. That's how I feel about LeBron and MJ. So you take you take Tom Brady's brain, you put it inside of Aaron. That's like the super quarterback. Yeah. You take MJ's brain, put it inside LeBron. It's like the super yes. superhuman baller. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, can agree, we can agree on that. We can agree on that. <laughs> how, how did I, I was? How did you feel honestly last year when Tom Brady won? I'm always, I, I like Tom. I, okay. a, lot, a lot of people were, Julie was salty. I know a lot of people, a lot of people were salty, but I was, I was just like really hoping for, and it didn't even get close to happening, but I was really hoping for a Patriots box. Oh, that, uh, man, Bowls. that would have yeah. been epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You believe in Mac? Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't, I didn't tune into too many games. Mm. I haven't been following sports like I used to, man. I'm the same way, man. I used to be, man, the, the, the season, remember the season that the past were undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants? Mm-hmm. That was the turning point of my sports career as a fan <laughs> because I'd never been so mad at anything in my life, bro. Yeah. I, and I'm, Randy Moss is my favorite athlete of all time, and that yeah. would have been Randy's ring, bro. And I, I remember I was in my parents' basement at the time, and I tore up all these magazines, <laughs> and I was so mad that I was like, I, I can't take sports this seriously anymore. I honestly, I, I might be wrong because I don't know what Super Bowl it was, but I feel like that also happened to me too because was that the year the Giants beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game? Was that the year they were in the wild card? I mean, well, 07, was Aaron, Aaron, was that, were, were we still in the Brett Favre era at that time? I think so. Huh. I can't remember that. I can't remember that far back yeah, either. Yeah, but yeah. but now I feel you, man. It was during that period of time when I hate the Giants too, man. Eli. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lucky man, I think. <laughs> you know what? I would I would say he's lucky, man, but he's he's nah. beating too many greats, man. Nah, for nah. Me to, he's, 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 he's given it to the pads a couple times, yeah. man. <laughs> but he definitely has some calls, man. Yeah. David, man, it's good talking to you, brother. I'm very curious to what's been going on. I think the last time we talked was like last year. It was like in the depths. Yeah. In the depths of the lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I'm very curious for those who, you know, may not have been following you as much. Let the people know what's been going on with you. Well, last time we talked, we were in, we were in Austin. Yeah. We were in a different apartment. Yes. And then we've moved like five times since then. Yeah, we yeah. built a house in Houston. Yeah. We sold that. Ultimately, I didn't love Houston. I know you didn't love Houston either. Nope. Sorry, Houston, but I didn't love you. I love the people in Houston. I got great, great friends in Houston. But yeah, we ended up coming, sold that. It, it, it timed out well with like the housing market. But the housing market was like we got we we like started building that when everything was like everyone was like really scared about everything. Mm. And then we sold it like once the housing market went crazy like earlier like oh, la- la- in the last summer. That's great. Then we came back. We actually moved into an apartment a few blocks that way, bro. We were there. For, I didn't even tell you this. We were there for like two weeks. Really? And then I we switched to this apartment. <laughs> yeah, we. I didn't tour it before. The photos looked good, and I we didn't tour it. And yeah. We got in. There was like no windows. There was like no natural light. Oh for, man. For YouTube, it's it's just tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my buddy took over the lease. We moved here. Oh, man. that's a blessing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been so depressing if you had to stay there. 
Yeah, but I think the real the real development more like on the business side of things. Yeah, um, staying steady, consistent with YouTube, but yeah, yeah, the business is like the new the new frontier in my mind. I feel like oh, that, yeah. like that's like the it's unlimited challenges. A hundred percent, and that's that new edge, right? Is that the edge stuff? This is a this is a nice edge. You dropped good. it. You dropped it. Looks good, man. <laughs> looks good. So so tell people about the edge lifestyle, man. Well, we started it. We started when we were back in Austin, 2018, I want to say. So we're out three, four years in now. But like when I started, bro, I knew nothing about clothing design. You know, yeah. like I was staying up late at night, you know, measuring all the different clothes that I had, trying to figure out different things. But then you start to learn like, you know, like what different types of rib fabric are. Or, like the GSM is like the weight of the fabric or like, the, you know, the different names of the different stitching. Mm. And uh, it, it's, it's a lot of challenges, but I think legitimately now the clothes – and we're gonna keep improving them, but like legitimately, man, that they're at a point where, and I, I, I gotta give you something. You gotta tell me, tell okay, me, check yeah. out the website after, okay. tell me what you want. Yeah. Um, I just, I think they're legitimately at a point where there's like undeniable. You put them on, they're like they're comfortable, they're versatile. We're all about. I'm not trying to mark. I don't want to like market the clothes, but like I'm proud of. I guess of yeah. the, the the personal growth that's been on that yeah. side, like behind the brand as yeah. well. And luckily, it's grown, it's grown a lot. You know, you Jose inspired me to start my suit collection. So we, we recently, uh, me and my business partner, Joseph Hines, we uh, created our, our own off the rack suit collection called the standard. These are the pants um, that I'm wearing. These yeah. are the jackets. Next time he comes back into town, I definitely want to link up, get you, get you a, a standard piece as well. And uh, so we recently dropped it because I was like, man, I really, I really love what you guys were doing. Like, cause I felt like you guys were never complacent. You guys were always progressing. And I feel like, it was such a great, um, especially for what you were doing. Like it was such a b great reflection of just who you were and what you stood for. So yeah, man. So we launched a suit collection. Uh, we did like a soft launch in January, no December of last year, and then we're launching our like our, our full line in this April. So, so is it gonna be like? Uh, by the way, I'm starting to like get a little bit more interested in, in suits. I used to hate wearing suits, Duh. but now I put on a suit. I'm like, oh, it looks kind of yeah, good, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it like? Is it gonna be like custom fit? Is it? Yeah. See, I don't even know the lingo. You like yeah, off, the, yeah, off the rack. Yeah, it's it's off the rack. And so one of the things for us was that Joseph's been in. Uh, he's was one of the top sellers at Suit Supply for so many years. He has his own um, custom suit company as well that he sells to high end clients. And we just felt like you know we wanted men to have the best quality fitted suit for the most affordable price. Because what happens is, you know, like you, a lot of guys want the H&Ms or the Zara pieces, but it's like, bro, that's not quality. That will not last you more than two washes. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? But also, it's tough. I used to, I got one to like express and like, it, it fit all right, but it's even, I had to go to like three stores to uh, find the size of the yeah, jacket, the pants, exactly. the men. I, lo I love like, uh, I guess we call ourselves influencers. I love seeing influencers create brands about things they're passionate about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really like seeing it. And I love that because honestly, what I loved about you was you created a brand because you were you were so entrenched in the space. You knew what the people wanted because one like because it's one thing to create a, a company where you're just you're just guessing and you're doing case studies and you're assuming the audience wants this. But not you've been in the space so much. You've been hearing the guys complain about this clothing company or this or these clothes. So you literally were creating clothes based upon what the audience wanted and I really respected and I learned a lot um, from you. And so for me, it was really seeing that part of, of it and just really understand that a lot of guys, the issues that they were having with suits issues regards to athletic fits and guys, one of the things that Joe, um, 
Joe did with the suits was like, for example, a lot of guys they bulk up or they bulk down a lot. So I can this other the fabric can have some yeah, good, has some good spandex ten, ten, in yeah, it. Yeah, about ten to not not so um, uh, spandex, but. Joe's better with the quality yeah, yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of the marketing side. He's yeah, a yeah. he's a creative designer, so yeah. he can really explain it very well. But he but he picked a fabric that can take about ten pounds of gain, yeah. and it's still be looking respectable. Because yeah, we yeah. just knew a lot of guys who, were especially working out a lot, especially when they're in that bulking season, they still want to be able to wear. And also, some people they bought when they're bulking and they wanted to slim down. They didn't want it to look like they're wearing grandpa suit. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm excited yeah. to try it out, man. Because there's yeah. not that many. There's not that many. I don't know of any other kind of like influencer driven. Obviously, you have like the the suit supplier, a couple of these other yeah. ones may do a lot of like advertising on socials. Yeah. But I don't know any other like influencer created yeah. suit brands. So I'm excited to try it out. Yeah. That was one tough thing with Edge is like, how do you really differentiate it when there's a million kind of now like influencer created like yeah. athleisure brands, yeah. but with the suits. I feel like that that's got some potential, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. So like I said, I just want to give you your flowers. Appreciate the inspiration. <laughs> so. One of the things I've been noticing happening a lot is you have been in the game for so long. Um, and one of the advantages of you being in the game for so long is that you have such a diversity of content that you've put out that's really benefited people. But at the same time, though you have a diversity of content, there's things that your audience specifically likes that, that that David does. But you've also been growing up a lot. And you're not the same guy you were when you first started way back when. Do you feel any bit of a disconnect at times with the content that you might be interested in now a little bit older versus the content you know that your audience wants because that's just what they were accustomed to for all these years? Well, I think one thing that's been a big challenge for me is that a combination of myself changing, and I feel like my mindset's the same, but like as you evolve and you progress, you have different problems. Mm -hmm. You're in a different environment. You're in a different stage of your life. Um, when you when you make videos on a lot of different topics, and like, like I'm blessed that we got over a million subscribers, like a big, a, a huge accomplishment huge. of my life. But that's a lot of people, bro. Mm -hmm. And and inevitably, that there's going to be different segments of people who care about different things. And then those people are also changing and evolving, maybe some more than others. But like, you know what I mean? It, there's, and there's a lot of different factors. So it's tough because I read all the comments in my videos and you'll see people who are like, bro, we just want the, um, we just want you to go out and like approach girls more. We just want you to go do the approach videos. Or we just want, we just want more of like the, like the, you know, the masculine self-improvement videos. But then mm -hmm. three comments down, there's like, Man, I, I, you, you've put all these good videos and all this advice. I don't really want to see. That. I just want to see you like, like, like vlogs behind the scenes of like building your businesses yeah. and traveling and stuff. Yeah. So you can't. I'm at a point where I know I can't uh, satisfy everyone. Yeah. So I try and keep a variety of content because mm -hmm. even though maybe there's some videos that are more enjoyable for me to make because it's more, it's more relevant to who I am and yeah. what I'm working through now. Yeah. Uh, I still try and keep a balance of everything mm. in order to. Uh, to hopefully, you know, it's a combination of of doing what I want, but also, you know, giving people content that they want. Yeah. But while, try, while staying true to myself with that content, but also staying true to the audience with the content that's maybe about something that's more important to me. Mm, now, that makes perfect sense. I think, to me, that was one of the things that I was always curious about. Because, you know, I've been doing it for a little over 
four years on YouTube four and podcast going on year six. But I'm like, man, Dave's been doing it for a hot minute. And I feel it at times where it's like, like I started this content when I'm single. Now I'm married. You know what I mean? I started, you know, this content when I was in this space. Now I'm in this space. And then you see your audience sometimes may not grow with you. And, and YouTube may put you in a, a younger audience per se. And I was like, man, I wonder how do you deal with kind of like having to feed the content that, you know, helps sustain the channel where you're like, I'm in a, a total different mindset on a lot of these different issues. Yeah. Now, nah, man, it's, it's, a t- it's one of those problems mm-hmm. I don't, that I, I think we, I imagine most content creators struggle with yeah. that. And it's, uh, it's about trying to, for me, it's about trying to find like fresh spins on this uh, that have the same sentiment behind them so like a video i did a few a few weeks ago was i think i called it like the biggest lie that men still believe in 2022 mm. and, and it's a fresh spin um but but obviously the the heart of the video is still like what's some some development in society that you know that that if you don't if you're not aware of it that it's going to kind of like it's going to negatively impact your life if you don't know how to navigate around it, which is still like, you know, just trying to be a better dude, trying yeah. to be more confident, trying to grow. But it's tough to constantly come up with those type of concepts, yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. Yeah. We were talking about this before the, yeah. before the show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. man. A couple of years ago on YouTube, it was, uh, it was easier just to kind of, like men's self-improvement was like the hot thing. And yeah. you could every video you could put out three ways to be more confident, three ways to meet different girls, three ways to improve your skincare, yeah. how to... How to build a bigger chest, like you know what I mean, and yeah. and this and, and it would hit. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. now like people have seen that, and like uh, and the era is slightly developed, and and that's like uh, the challenge of the content game, I guess, mm. is like trying to stay, trying to create content that still is still is entertaining and helpful to people. Mm, that's good. So, what is the biggest lie men still believe in twenty twenty two? Without giving too much of the video, because I want you guys watching my man's video. <laughs> Well, if you want to give a little some some, you know, for the people. Well, you'll you'll appreciate this because you've been in the the dating and self improvement game for a minute. Yeah. I was talking about how like ten years ago is when I graduated college, twenty twelve, and back then, like if you were trying to you trying to get better with girls, like what was available was like like the mystery method yeah, or yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Neil Strauss, yeah, the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. and. and and that stuff, I mean, I think it was always a little bit weird. And I don't get me wrong, I like I went through my stage of doing trying to do like all like the really pickup game hardcore stuff. <laughs> uh, but that stuff didn't really age well either. It's kind of like weird if you watch some of that that yeah. advice now. Yeah. Um, fitness advice back then, people weren't really aware of like fake natties and how common like drug use was mm. in uh, in bodybuilders and influencers. Um, and there was a lot of like it was a lot more like bro science type of advice. It's evolved now. More people know, you know, you like you eat the right number of like calories for your body to increase weight, decrease weight. They follow progressive overload in the gym. Yeah. Um, it, it, like the quality of advice has improved. Back then with finance, man, like I, unless you were someone who was like deep in that field, like there was no like there was no like best practices out there for bros who were just trying to like invest a little bit of money, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And now people have better, like I'll put it in like an index fund, you know, it maximize your Roth IRA. Yeah. And, and, and what I was saying is like, this is all good, but like the bad side of this development has been that this, like the, the world because of all this has also like, it, we, we always created a society where like the d- default behavior is to be like really anxious and depressed because like politics are constantly playing you to be like, to be mad at the other side mm. on Instagram. It's all these smoking hot girls that you can just get distracted looking at all day. There's only fans now, bro. There's, mm. 
you know, NFTs, Bitcoin, crypto, everything's changed. Everyone kind of feels like they have FOMO because every time you see another dude who's made four million buying an <laughs> NFT or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like it, it, the default behavior now is not to use all this good information to level up. Mm -hmm. like we have all the answers, right? It's, it's instead it's to like uh, kind of be distracted and get lost. So I mm -hmm. think it's the biggest lie would be that like, we, we, that you have all the answers because like you do, but are you, have you actually like used them? Mm. No, that's, that's super good. I think to me, I've, I, I, I said something very similar to what you said. And, and the challenge is that one of the biggest issues in the past was a lack of information. Yep. There was a time there was no how to be, there was a time there was no YouTube. There was a time where you, you know, you have to go to the library, you know, look up the books, you know, and the books didn't really give you that much game. That's when we were getting started, though, right? Mm -hmm. You had to read through 300 pages yeah. to, to, to learn, like, oh, these are two concepts I can try and <laughs> yeah. take from the book. Exactly. And so, but like you said, it's changed. Yeah. And now we're the information age. So now there's no longer a lack of information. Now, one of the biggest things is a lack of application. Yeah. Where it's like all these things that the simple things that you know what to do. Let's not even get crazy with NFTs just yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to simple things like, hey, figure out how much calorie, if you want to lose some weight, how much calories do you burn a day? How do you be in a calorie deficit? Yeah. These simple concepts that's just clear as day yeah. that we know. Work out consistently. Get a workout. Per, but but workout then, what percentage of the, of the population is like obese? Still, a hundred percent. It's not. They know what they need to do. Or I would assume most do. Yes. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest piece of advice that people ask you for that they never apply? <laughs> it's probably a dating thing, man. I feel like uh, it's like the the, the age old question is like no matter how deep or or how not deep or how simple you try and like uh explain dating when you're when you're a guy and you know i've been there i've been in that position where you're just like yeah i don't know you, you just you're at a point where you maybe you just don't have the belief yet like for a long time i didn't have the belief yet that i could actually like you know date attractive girls mm -hmm. and, and then so they always just ask this the other questions like so yo there's like there's this girl that i like it's so, like what do i do and i'm like well it's like the same thing as like you talk to her and ask her if she wants to hang out. <laughs> and they're like, no, but it's different, bro, because in my situation, you know, she's in this class or she works in my office or oh, she's at the gym or like I'm friends. With, I'm like, bro, your situation is not special. Like, you still got to like, ask her if she wants to hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I yeah. say that, like that, the basic advice of like, there's a girl I like, what should I do? Yeah. Can be reframed. You know, they'll reframe it a million ways, <laughs> but it's still the same question. Yeah. No, that's, that's, it, that's fascinating. No, I think, uh, I think that's something that I see so consistently also as well. And that's the part where I'm just like, I guess I, I get frustrated with that disconnect a lot with information and application. But this is kind of someone pointed this out to me before. And they're like, do you think that you've like lost the ability a little bit to empathize with some of your audience because you've been like on your, you know, you've been taking action to make things happen for, for a while now. And like, and, and is, is, are you like not? able to as effectively like empathize with someone who's still at the beginning of their journey. And I, I guess, I mean, I'm, let me pose that question to you. I have a question for you. How many hours do you think you put in a, a week on all your business ventures? I'll wake up at seven and I, me and Julia will try at the end of the day to say like 8 PM to like sit down after dinner and like relax. So if that's, was that 13 hours? Mm -hmm. Maybe I went to the gym in between, but maybe that counts as working on, yeah. I don't know, I'm getting content usually when I'm at the gym, right? Yeah, but yeah. 
And maybe what we try and take Sundays off doesn't yeah. usually happen, bro. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe say twelve times six is like a rough estimate, which is what seventy-two, maybe mm, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But it's always on my mind. I was getting yeah. massaged yesterday, bro, and like that's when like and like when I'm trying to like decompress and not think, then literally the answer to every everything <laughs> I was struggling with popped into my head. Yeah, I asked you that because what happens is when you're putting in seventy-two to eighty hours a week at working on your purpose. It's it's hard for you to look at somebody who's putting in twenty to thirty with empathy. Yeah, but I guess no, no, no. You're right, and I think I think I'm a victim of that. Maybe you are too. Yes, I am that now. But now thinking about that, yes, I can remember sitting in my college dorm, looking at the 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 ceiling after playing video games with my roommates for four hours, <laughs> and and not being happy with my dating life, for example, and instead like. I don't know, like watching porn or something yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then like getting drunk and going out yeah. and like, but I guess it's tough to make that like that fresh in my mind. But now that we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah. yo, and that, and I just felt helpless in that moment. Yeah. Right. Even with all the answers, I yeah. don't know what it would happen. Yeah. And so to me, I definitely feel that way. I have, <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the, the more, the more you, cause I, I, I think what happens is like what I never got, this is a random story, but I want to bring it, bring it together. I never understood the people who paid off their student loans who hate the idea of student loan forgiveness. I know a lot of people who paid all their student loans, older people, like, and they hate the idea that young people get their forg- forgiven because they're yeah. saying, well, I put in all this work to get, you know, to pay off my loans. They should too. Yeah, yeah. I never got that. Yeah. But what's going on in that concept is that you, when, when you work so hard and someone gets an easy way out, you feel like, they cheated the process. Or you feel like you wasted your time, maybe. Yes. And so I think what happens is like, I've known all that I did to get here. You've known all that you've done to get hit here. So I know how much action I had to have taken. And so for me, when I see people who don't do any of the actions, it really frustrates me. And so it's hard I don't I don't think it's as hard to meet guys at the bottom empathize with guys at the bottom. It's hard to empathize empathize those at the bottom that don't want to change. So my question to you is okay. if you would have went back in time and David's in that dorm room, not happy with his life, feeling like he he's not successful with women, and you gave yourself a talk and gave yourself a tangible plan to be successful, would you have listened to yourself? I don't know, bro. Mm. I don't know. Because one way I look at it is that the only point at which I changed was when everything, like it, it became so painful to me, all the opportunities that I'd missed. Mm. Until that point, there was like a tipping point where like the pain of rejection, or, you know, pain of like perceived rejection, because I wasn't even doing anything to get rejected, <laughs> yeah, right? I was like yeah. not even taking, not even yeah. asking girl out, for example. Yeah, but yeah. like the perceived pain of like, of all the, of, 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 trying to do anything different kept me from doing anything and then at some point there's a tipping point where i realized how many opportunities have i missed Mm. and that became more painful and then when i started seeing a girl i'd be like well this could be a girl i hook up with tomorrow night mm -hmm. and if i don't even try i'm gonna go home and i'm not gonna forgive myself yeah because i feel like we're all i don't know yeah yeah, it's made a little off no that's good i like it and i want to ask 
you at that point when you were sick and tired of being sick and tired, and if you would have talked to yourself at that at, point, at that point, so when I was maybe ready to yes, change, yes, would you have listened? At that point, I think so. But I'm telling you, bro, I, I switched flicked at some point, yeah. and it was it was just just after I graduated college, and I don't know if it's that's because I moved into an apartment by myself, and every yeah. day after work, I would literally, I would literally kind of not hate my life. That's very extreme. Yeah. But like I would sit there and be like, like. Like, because in college, man, I had so many distractions, mm-hmm. right? There was there was alcohol, there was drugs, there was partying, there was video games, mm-hmm. there was roommates. People, you were constantly stimulated, even yeah. if I was mad about not, not having success with girls, for example. Yeah. But then, like, having to come home after work every day and, like, sit by myself, yeah. something switched. I started listening to, like, audiobooks. Like, you know, it's like Tony Robbins audiobooks yeah. on the way to work every day. I started reading every day after I just I, something and at first it was just like absorbing all this information and slowly applying it but yeah. like for me I don't know there was a, it was literally it was a, it was like everything I wouldn't do anything like if you talk to me I probably would have done nothing yeah. then it switched and I was just from that point till today it's yeah. just like it's just been like just like I'm gonna do whatever it takes yeah and and to me that's the part where it's like Every man who who want whoever was successful in life had to have had that switch. Well, every everyone I think about my my you know a lot of the people I've met who are more successful and who are my friends now. Like it's like well, like what's in, like what's like the common thread? It's mm-hmm. that like you don't like you just do. And, yeah, and, and and it's not like and I think sometimes something that it helped when I heard it, someone who I thought was successful say it was like. Because I still don't really have any idea what I'm doing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think some people see people who are having some success and they're like, oh, it must be nice to like, have it all figured out. I don't feel like I have anything figured mm-hmm. out, man. Yeah, 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 every yeah. edge launch, every, uh, we're working on uh, launching a supplement brand now. Even every YouTube video sometimes seems like an unsolvable problem, yeah, yeah. right? A but Rubik's it's, Cube every day. Yeah. And, and it's like, you, it's more you just get used to like the feeling that you never know what you're going to do, but still just trying to do something. Because yeah. then like eventually you kind of like, course correct right yeah, yeah no i agree and so i think i think to me that's the part where it's like i know guys have to have that switch how do they how do you get them to have it sooner how can i cultivate it some some people i'm the kind of person maybe i'm a little different if if someone can communicate to me a path to success i'm the kind of person that will take that path to success and it, you, you've always been that way yes okay yes so for me i've i've always been naturally like i receive it i do it that's just how i am i'm, yeah. I'm a natural do, doer kind of person yeah, yeah and so most of the things in life i can honestly say was a byproduct of me not knowing what to do but the moment i figured out what to do i always did it and so to me i think the the part that i always struggle with it's how many people will complain, but they won't do. And and I feel like that internal motivation cannot be forced unless I literally babysit you and drag you all throughout life. Like I would, I would literally have to wake you up in the morning, bring you to the gym, watch you as you eat. I will have to do micromanage you so much to get to get you to where you need to be. Um, and so to me, I think that's the part where it's just like it's hard for me to have empathy for those who are not hungry like that, because that's the only way to get out of your situation. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's I think it's true. You, yeah. you have to like. Uh, I don't know. 
don't know. You have to, you have to like kind of want to change, whether yeah. it's because of pain or because of something else. I yeah. don't know. If you don't really like, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's like helplessness is like I don't know if there's any any cure for like when people are just feel completely helpless and they just yeah. feel like no matter what they do, they're gonna be helpless. Yeah, and and, and like you're gonna you can open the door for someone, but you can't like walk them through it. A hundred percent. And then then you have to ask yourself the question: if they're not if they're not willing to walk through the door, are they worth your time? I'm curious in your opinion. Probably not yet. You know, we're gonna, was I, after my first career was software, like software engineering, then I did personal training for a few years. And that's when I was kind of, that's when I was diving into self-improvement and how to beast was born and yeah, during that yeah. phase. Mm-hmm. But there's like, uh, with personal training sales, the way it was taught to me is like, when you're like talking to members at the gym, people can be in like uh, the pre-contemplation phase, which means they're not even like contemplating changing yet. Then they're in like the contemplation cha- phase where they're like thinking maybe it's, you know, maybe uh, something could, yeah, maybe I could change my life. Maybe it'd be worth it to do something. Yeah. Uh, but then it gets to the point, like at, at that point now, they're like starting to become like a warm lead. But I think like life is similar with anything in life. I, some people, I just, I guess my answer would be no. Mm-hmm. If someone's, if someone's really not, I mean, some people, maybe they need a little nudge or they mm-hmm. just need some accountability or they need like to know what, okay, what's like the, the very next step. I'm just very overwhelmed. It's like the very next step. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people would all be, you know, worth helping. But if someone like if you give someone the next step and they can't take that, yeah, I'm talking about, like the most simplest next step yeah. is probably not worth your time. No, and and, and they I, need to get there themselves. A hundred percent. And that's a part where I'm like, I I just it's it's hard for me to beg because I was a I, I mom when I when I graduated high school high school college I was a teacher. And, and to me, the worst part about being a teacher is like being a parent when you have people who just who you care more than they care for themselves. So you were so obsessed with them getting better and them doing well in school, but they did not care as much. So when they didn't do their work, it hurt you more than it hurt them. So I had to kind of get to a point to even survive as a person. I'm so so empathetic where I yeah. was like, yo, if you don't care, I can't care. Yes, I can tell you something that's uh, that I can relate to for that. We have a, a a private coaching program focused on dating, right? Mm-hmm. And we we work with this, like a small group of guys at a time. It's they have live calls with us every week. There's like a, a kind of like a weekly lessons they go through at the same time. And a lot of guys come into the course, and they're the people who are just maybe they have some anxiety, maybe they're a little overwhelmed. You know, they, 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 but once, you know, once they hop on the call and they give us, they tell us the situation and we're like, okay, so the next thing, it probably makes sense to do this. Then they come back next week. They're like, okay, I did this. Now I have this question, this question, this question. Mm-hmm. That, that's like one group of guys. And these guys go from not being able to, to, to approach a girl to having four dates a week by the end of it. And they're, they're getting laid or a lot of them leave with girlfriends. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's another subset of guys who come in and every week they're, they're, uh, it's a victim kind of victim mindset on the yeah. call. And it's, and it's so frustrating because this is like, I, 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 I we're like, I feel accountable yes. for their success. Yes. It's, it's an investment they're making, you know, financially to be in the program. It's only a small group of guys. And I feel like personally accountable. And it's, it's, it's almost like painful for me when it's like, bro, how can you be asking me to stop? <laughs> we, are we just six weeks in man? And like, yeah. it's still this, you haven't, you haven't actually gone and done anything since week one. Mm. And, uh, I don't know. It's 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 frustrating, you know. Mm-hmm. No, 
what you're describing yeah. is exactly what people don't realize. Like, there's some people who make videos to make a profit. Yeah. And there's some people who make a video to make a profit, obviously, yeah. but mainly to help people. And when when people make stuff to help people and do stuff to help, it hurts when people aren't being helped. And you and you take it personally, you know? Well, I, I got to tell you something about Go this. Ahead. Because I had before my YouTube channel, like any growth, I had... HowToBeast.com was the initial, like the initial, ver- it was a blog. And this yeah. is back, bro. You remember 2014, yeah. it was yeah. all about blogs, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, you know, SEO, like getting your, like, start, getting yeah. your blog headlines to, to rank. And then we tried a podcast. And then, you know, I, I my first, the first money I made was actually from public self-publishing ebooks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of got to this point where, like, yes, I was enjoying doing the blog and stuff. But it was maybe two, three years, and like my income, you know, it'd be, it'd be like a launch a fitness course, launch like a confidence program. My income kind of is like flatlined, and I was like, all right, if I can't make something change this year, I think it's gonna be smarter for me to go back to my like software career. Mm. And but what I did differently is like I'm not gonna launch a single product this year. I'm gonna stop doing the blog. I'm gonna stop trying to do the podcast. All I'm gonna do is YouTube because to me that sounds like something that's exciting. And I'm just gonna only focus on making the best YouTube videos that I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to you know to help people go through the same challenges that I'm going through that I've been through. Um, and that's all I'm going to focus on. And if it doesn't work out after this year, I can, I can go back to a nine to five career, uh, without like regret that like, I just gave up. Right. Yeah. Besides, like I made it work. I was, but I wasn't saving any money. I was just like paying my bills, breaking even year after year. Yeah. And that is the moment that, that I started having any success. Mm. And I don't know if it's because I my heart and soul was being poured into the videos. I don't know if it's because I had a little extra fire under my ass because like I felt like, you know, this is make or break. Mm-hmm. But I remember, you know, it was like it was a slow grind. And I started January 2017 and it was like August. Um and I started dating Julia recently and we were in Toronto visiting, I remember. And I woke up like three days in a row. Like, bro, was like, yo, we got like thousand subscribers from yesterday like, oh wow what the, what the hell like what's like what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and i guess the point the kind of the point of that being is that i mean from there uh, everything you know i just started investing even more and more effort into each video because it's like okay we got something here yeah but but the point being that until it wasn't about the finances for yeah. me yeah i didn't really i didn't really have any like breakthrough growth no nah, that's 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 real and I, and I and i think so that personal touch makes makes individuals feel a little bit more um, obligated to their audience, you know, yeah. because if if it's about making a profit, like I sold you a product, I, I'm done with you. But if it's about helping people, it's like until you're helped, I'm not done with you, right? Yeah. So I got. I don't know. I don't know if you want to take it here now or, or not. Go ahead, please. This is the the struggle that me and some other people I've talked with have when it comes to like cryptos and nft okay and i think there's a lot of value and i'm not by no means expert on this and i I am invested uh, you know somewhat in the crypto space but it's tough for me to be like i'm gonna put all my time or dedicate a lot of my time into like researching cryptocurrencies and which one i should trade when everything i've done up until now in order to have financial gain has been like how can i do something that people will pay money for because they know it's going to be valuable to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like when when someone buys a piece of edge clothing, yeah, yeah, sure. Everyone needs clothes, like another piece of clothing, but like, I truly want them to, to like feel like a more confident man when they try it on and be like, wow, this is premium. I feel like a more premium guy. Like, Mm -hmm. like, like like, this is awesome. Or at the very least, like, wow, it's a really like comfortable, stylish piece of clothes. I look good in it. Yeah. 
um, you know, with the with my, my app, the fitness app, the Beastly app. Like, I genuinely want people to like not just like, oh, you should sign up because it's my app. It's like, no, I want you to like try it. So it's a free trial, and then like, I want you to be like, wow, this yeah. is helping me so much that it has value th- that I need to pay for this. Yeah, not like, and that's what that's what's tough for me about like the crypto space is that it's not, I know it's not like a gear. I mean, some of these things feel like pump and dump, like like yeah. get rich quick things. But it's just tough for me to to really invest too much of my mental space there. The problem I have is I feel like I'm like I'm just am I doing something just to make money now? But it's not is that it's not really creating value. I yeah. don't, that's been my internal struggle. So or, or my struggle to understand it at least. So I obviously hijack almost a lot of stuff from Gary V. Um, so with the standard during our first launch, we also sold the NFT collection. Yeah. And so, but what we did... You gave some utility to it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, what yeah. we did was, for, first things first was like, uh, everyone who bought the suit got an NFT. And then everyone who got the NFT got access to a, uh, my my year-long mentorship program. Yeah. So they have access to a year-long mentorship program for the entire year where they have meetups, seminars, all types of stuff, all tons of value from the NFT. Then on top of that, then I um, the NFT... The first NFT I launched was free. Yeah. So basically, you buy the suit, you get the value for the suit, you get the NFT with the suit. It's yeah. free. Yeah. And then the NFT has components to it, meetups, um, different in-person things as well. And then the last thing that I did, which I, I'm proud of the most, was before you can claim your NFT, I had an NFT curriculum where there was books you have to read, there was there was videos you have to watch. There was a level of knowledgeability that I wanted you to have, yeah. and then you got your NFT. So to me, it was like I I realized people needed the information; they needed it more than anything. Yeah. And so there was so much um, value that I gave that I and I was honest. I said, "Yo, the NFT products that we drop in a hundred years, it could be a million dollars." Or in hundred years, it can be worthless, like ninety nine point nine percent of things. I'm not promising you, you how much money it is in the future. Yeah, guys, like oh, it's a great, it's a great investment. I can't promise you it's a great yeah, investment. Yeah. What I can promise you today is that by being a part of this community and learning about it and learning about Web 3.0, that's going to be valuable for you later. All these meetups, being able to hang out with like-minded men who want to be great like you, all that is valuable for you later. So whether or not the NFT gets that money value that everyone is freaking promising, it's irrelevant because we've given you all the value up front. So I think that's the part where if creators are honest, they can do more things like that and it'll help them feel like they're, they're actually helping and not taking advantage of their audience. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I guess what I what I was saying wasn't even necessarily like launching an NFT, but it sounds like you packed that with value and it was free, right? So yeah, like, I mean, yeah, so it's only value. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm talking about like I know a lot of people who made a lot of money just researching cryptos and then buying and selling at the right times. Like it's tough for me to get into that mindset. Oh, I it's like I almost feel like I'm just wasted. Like I'm, I'm, okay, like XRP and buy ADA and yeah. then sell it for like the you know the whatever it is, and it's like it's just. Obviously, you can make a lot of money doing it. That's yeah. that's been what my hesitation to personally get into it. But I think that's a good point. And we've played with the idea of doing NFT as part of this uh, like supplement brand launch. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, what what do you know? What do they get? Obviously, it needs to be community. There needs to be value. It can yeah. be perks like you know, free shipping, early access to the drops. There's yeah. got to be like live community events and like other things too. But it's tough, right? Because you're trying to then you're trying to think. And I did see you know Gary V clip of him a couple of days ago talking about like if he drops NFT. 
he wants to, that that now he feels personally responsible. People mm-hmm. paid money for this. Now I, I, I he, he was saying like I feel responsible that not just like today, but for the next twenty years, I feel personally responsible to like make sure that these NFTs will be worth like worthy of like a really high resale yeah. resale price. Hundred percent. So your 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 disconnect is telling other people to buy and sell crypto, or you doing it yourself? Me doing it myself. But then okay. because of that, I can't really advise other people yeah. what to do or and, not to do. And, and good, look, I'm anything I do with investing, I yeah. try and make it super simple. Yeah. I don't like pick individual stocks. I, yeah. I invest. I, I am heavily invested in the stock market, but it's all in like, you know, index funds essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And so with cryptos, like I imagine, or what I've done is essentially like dollar cost averaged ends of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Just like, I'm not hoping that I get a 10x return this year, yeah. bro. I'm hoping yeah. that in 20 years, you know, if I put 100K into Bitcoin that, you know, in 20 years, maybe it's 500, 600K. Like, you know, and it's just to like diversify in like a hedge against that. Everything's a hedge against each other. Yeah, not. But to me, it's also like stocks, right? There's penny stocks and people who played a stock market for long. Like there's people who brought Berkshire Hathaway like 20 years ago. And now they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Right. And people who buy Berkshire Hathaway and then are always buying and selling it because they're trying to catch catch a wave. So I think. With a lot of the crypto stuff, that's how I kind of view it. I view it as like there's there's the longevity there's a longevity route yeah. and there's a quick turnaround route. Yeah. Like to me, you seem more of a longevity kind of guy. Well my 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 yeah, I guess my philosophy in terms of finance is like, like I'm gonna do what I can to like to create money on a year to year basis, not create money. So like yeah, yeah. to create to create products that again, like I said, like are valuable enough people pay for them and that's how many of my income. And then yeah. okay, once you have income, like inflation's like a thing, right? Yeah. Not just now, it's always a thing. So like yeah. you gotta do something with your money. So yeah. I'm gonna put most of it in the stock market. I'm gonna put some of it into real estate. I'm gonna put some of it into crypto. I'm gonna put some of it into gold. Yeah. And I'm just gonna like just chill with it. Some yeah, of it's yeah. gonna go up, some of it's gonna go down, bro. Yeah. In ten years, you know, we've gone from here to here. Like yeah. that's, that's the goal. And if you know, inflation's gone from here to here, and then my stuff's growing a little bit more, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. Now that makes sense. And I yeah. think I think a part because a lot of guys would would reach out to me and they'll ask me questions about like um they'll be like, you know, how much should I di- should you diversify? Yeah. And I'm actually not big into diversification. And here's what I mean by that. When you're just starting off. You want to be a master of one instead of a jack of all trades like, and a master of none. It's like when I gave up everything but YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there comes a level where it's like find something and really refine that yeah. and really become an expert in that field. Yeah. Um, and then once you've become an expert in that field and you're stable in that field, then you can do what you're doing. Then you can try a little bit of stocks, try a little bit of real estate, gold, crypto, yeah. pre- other, other precious metals, things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think that's the part where it's just like, obviously you want to diversify, but I think sometimes all these like seven streams of income, seven different, you know, like it, it causes a lot of people to feel like they need to be doing everything. And, but there's some things that people are just not comfortable doing. I hear Gary Vee say all the time, I have no real estate. Yeah. Say I have no, I have no money in real estate. I just not interested in real estate. Yeah. And there's some people who don't like that idea of, Buying houses, you know, who for people who are, you know, getting kicked out of their houses and then selling them. People, yeah. they, it feels icky to them. Yeah. Some people have no problem buying stock from Elon Musk. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's just like everyone is different. So and by, I definitely get how, how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of different investing strategies. Yeah. But 
that's one thing that I just want to follow. I just want to make it simple for myself. Yeah. Because otherwise, I've seen I've seen my friends, man. I've seen the people checking their their yeah, yeah, portfolio yeah. three times a day. Like, oh, I'm down fifty k, <laughs> and they're biting their fingernails and stuff. Right? I'm like, damn, bro. I, I mean, I want to put my stuff in in places where like I don't really have to like look. I mean, I, I do check Bitcoin price a lot because you know I want to buy yeah. the dips and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not like checking my balance. Oh yeah, yeah. I have friends like that too. I have friends who are like the, the day traders because even you know B- Bitcoin had its drop in January. I saw it hit 34. Yeah, and we're about to we're about to buy a house. Yeah, and I was like I was like, listen, you know, we ain't buying a house for a couple of months. You know what I mean? Let yeah. me let me put that let me put that house money <laughs> into this. I know I know the crypto about to come back. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the yeah. January is always dips. It's always a dip. Yeah. But to me, I wasn't comfortable putting the house money, even though I knew it would come back up. I wasn't com- comfortable making that short-term investment on the house money. No, no, I, I'll, I'll always try. And, I mean, that's something you got to do. I feel like yeah. you, you got to set aside a certain amount yeah. that's like you know you might need, and just have that. Have yeah. that. And, and I, 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 I like to set a lot aside even a lot more than what like the bare minimum could be. Just yeah. you know, you know, you want to like not to say live below your means. I mean, yes, live below your means, but it's more like. Just because you can buy the Lambo, bro. It's because technically, you know, the bank's gonna gonna cut you the loan to get yeah, the Lambo. Yeah, it's because yeah. technically you have enough in your your bank account. You're not trying to get that and then feel poor like in the rest of your life. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that's real. Now that's that, and that's and that's a piece of advice. I think a lot of people. I was telling somebody. They said the first year you make money, I call it shock money. Yeah. Like you're shocked. By how much you made, yeah. but you're also shocked by how much you can spend. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because because people don't realize it's like back in the day, if you have a thousand dollars, you can buy maybe you know four pairs of like ten pairs of Nikes yeah. for for a thousand dollars back in the day. But if you make ten thousand, you can buy ten pairs of Balenciagas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. something that adds an extra zero. Where that money can dissipate so quickly, yeah. and yeah, and it takes that first couple of years before you get shocked into yeah. realizing, yo, I, I'm, I'm tripping. So I'm yeah. curious, what was, what was that for you? Where it was like, when you were starting making money, you were like, bro, I saw my money go so quickly because I was spending on this. I, I've always been like a frugal dude, man. I'll be oh, honest, okay. and I've got more comfortable. Now investing in like, especially particularly because of the businesses, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I drive a new edge launch, like I'm wiring hundred K like usually yeah, minimum, right. Yeah, Just yeah. to get, and like that, that's scary. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, honestly, I remember the first purchase we made that I was like, I felt like, cause I'm, I'm the type of person that like spends money that feels guilty about, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when uh, we drove, okay. We drove from Boston down to Austin. We drove Julia's her Volkswagen Jetta, man. That mm. thing is was not holding up well. It was uh I remember I was driving, we we're in the middle of like Alabama or something, right? Yeah. Just cruise on the highway and it's just like the, the horn just starts like honking. It's like, eh, 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 eh. it's like not even like a shoulder to pull off on. Oh wow. The, the speed limit's there is like ninety already. People are coming by like one twenty yeah. like on the side of the road. Luckily, I mean we got out of that, it just like stopped and it worked the rest of the oh, way. Oh my gosh. But after we were here for a few months, it, it, something happened where like it was gonna be like two grand to fix the car and like mm. the blue book value of the car was like two grand <laughs> I was like, All right, we're not yeah, gonna yeah. fix this, this stupid jet yeah, like, we're, yeah, gonna get, yeah. we're gonna get something else and, and i went and i bought uh it was like a used audi a4 this is 2017 but i was buying maybe 2018 um i think we paid like 34 35 for it yeah and i had way more than that saved yeah, up yeah, but yeah. spending that i was like i shouldn't do this <laughs> i shouldn't do this man i shouldn't do this bro <laughs> and uh 
and then obviously like then the house was the, the next big purchase after yeah, that yeah. but um there's not like one thing that i like drains a lot of my money yeah i mean i do like to get a lot of massages <laughs> but i go to this cheap spot at the mall bro it's not it's a good, it's a good, it's a good spot um <laughs> No, I don't have anything like that. I don't know. This, this next house we're building is gonna be insane. But again, it's like I feel like that's like what I've been kind of like working toward, like, the, awesome. like a dope home base to that's have. Awesome. You know what I mean? So I'm very curious because I think we did a, a really good job for like a lot of the the guys that who are the beginners. And you do a fantastic job. I'm very curious in this next decade of my life. Is how old are you now? Same age as you. Thirty one. Are you thirty one? Thirty two. 32. Okay, so you're a little older than me. Yeah. I finally, I finally, this is like the first year or two where I actually feel like, man, I'm actually a little bit older. Oh, but really? For the longest time, I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't feel old. I don't feel old. I think it's more juggling the different businesses. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm just like, bro, I'm, I'm on a daily basis, I am tired, bro. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, bro. Listen, man. But like with the YouTube, when it was just YouTube, I, I or even YouTube and the clothing line, but before it was multiple things, like yeah. every day I was like, let's go. Like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, do anything. Yeah. Now I'm like, Bro, I'm I'm, I'm going to do anything still, but I'm, I'm tired. Bro, I feel the same <laughs> exact way. I feel the same exact way. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I realized that, like, there's a, there's guys. I'm excited about connecting with guys like you. Cause I feel like there's guys who are on on this, like, before I, ask this, before I say this, if 10 is where you want to be in life, overall success-wise, where do you view yourself? Oh, I, I I hate doing these type of things because like I, it to me is like when people and then people don't ask that as much anymore. People used to always ask. I remember like I was interviewing for jobs. Like, where do you see yourself in five yeah, years? Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I I like chronically will only think, uh, very short term. Okay. Um, because I just kind of want to be doing like what I'm doing now, but just doing it a little better. Or yeah. like if it's obviously like yeah, no, basically that. But if you're asking, okay. Like how I guess I'm asking on a scale of one to ten, how successful do you think you are? Do you, do you feel on a scale of one to ten overall? I'm very, I just like I just know I you know I, I know people I see people who are a lot that's, more successful. I, I know than that's me. why that's and why I asked that question. I feel like no matter where I'm at, I drain myself like a five. Okay, it's, it's like look, I've made a lot of progress. I'm not, but I still got a lot of progress to make. Yeah, I'm just always gonna be a five, bro. So I I said that because I think to come a day where it's like. David, look at the bank account. You're no longer a five. <laughs> There's too many zeros in there. So what I realized was the first thing, going back to what you were saying, when you're asking me about, we're talking about guys at the bottom and how they need to be, have that self-motivation. Yeah. What eventually happens is that that self-motivation, it never stops. Because you you eventually perpetually feel like you're at the bottom. You're always like, I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I need to do more. I got I to gotta learn more. I got to grow more. So it starts off when you're at that bottom and that spark happens. But for a lot of guys, that spark turns into an inferno and you're always grinding and always going after it. And so to me, I, I, I'm very curious and, I, and I'm really interested in what I'm trying to do, especially with some of the stuff with the standard is like yeah. those guys who to everyone else, they're a 10. Everyone else looks at you as a 10. You may not view yourself as a 10. Every Almost everybody else views you as a 10 on the success radar. Is okay, those guys who the world views as 10s, who view themselves as 5s, what do they want? What are they interested in? What resources do they need? Like, What is it that they feel like is holding them back from being that 10? 
I just never, I feel like if I rate myself a 10, then internally I'm telling myself like I'm better than other people. And I just, I, I just, I, I, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like we're all where we are in our journey. I know what you're saying. And trust me, I look around and I'm like, look, I made my own path. And I know so many people who follow traditional paths. And I'm very proud that I've been able to, you know, I guess, exceed in monetary terms, mm. like where a lot of these people are. And I'm very proud of that. And that yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah. But maybe it's just the way, maybe it's just the framing of like rating myself from zero to 10 that I'm just always going to say <laughs> it's a five. Yeah. But like, I'm very proud of where I'm at. I'm very hungry to do things bigger. That, you know, where I'm at in my life is changing for the first time in a long time. Now I'm excited to like, to have children, not like tomorrow, but yeah, like yeah. that's something that like is finally on my radar. Like it's gonna be really cool to like raise children and, yeah, like, yeah. and like raise a family. That's not something that until, I don't know, man, six months ago or something like was even in my mind. And that's gonna be very different for me because that's like, that feels like a simple pleasure, so to speak, yeah. right? And that's not, that's maybe, the, I'm not trying to marginalize raising kids. I don't know if it's yeah. gonna be quite the, quite the <laughs> job, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's not like, when because with a lot of times you do bite off like a business goal, like I'm sure with your suits now, you're getting, like you say you're getting ready for the first like hard launch. You're really trying to put it out. Like you, you, you we constantly feel like we're tackling like insurmountable goals when mm -hmm. it comes to like YouTube or business things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't know how we're gonna make this work. How yeah, are we yeah. gonna do better next year than this year? Like somehow you do it, right? Yeah. But like that's to me seems my word like that's like it's gonna be like a simple pleasure that I can can take yeah. part in. But I don't know. That really answers. No, no, no. It, it kind of does. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that one. The reason why I asked for one to ten is that a lot of guys don't feel like they've arrived, and that's good. I, I mean, I'm a ten out of ten where I versus where I thought I would be. Of course, I, I can of say course, that. Of course, I can say that. Yeah, but what I would say was uh, there's some guys who will get to where you're at and want to coast. Some people who, if they were where you were at. Oh, they, they would get beautiful fiance, beautiful house, all this success. People love them. They, they would coast. They're chilling. They sip martinis. But, 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 but it's not that it, but is it the people who actually get there or is it the people who would just like, because I'm, I'd probably tell myself that if you asked me, if you see where you're, if you asked me 10 years ago, you know, this is where you're going to be, what, what are you going to want to do? Mm. I'd be, oh, oh, at that point I'll be chilling. But like to get to the, to a point where you're, where you're, achieving bigger goals like is there many people who do that and then just coast in my in my opinion it depends on how they got there so ah, for, okay so for example entrepreneurs rarely because yeah. to be an entrepreneur you're just so hungry but there's a lot of doctors who respectfully just went to school yeah they went to school they you know did their residency i'm not downplaying it but it was a pretty clear-cut system where well there wasn't like a lot of chaos in terms of like day-to-day -day, what yeah, am i supposed to do yeah it was clear-cut system if you just follow these rules and continue doing this you could achieve it so they've gotten to a point obviously not where you're at but a very similar position where life is good and they're chilling so i realized there's some men who work to be work to get to complacency and there's some men who work to get to work you know, there's some guys who are working to get to a point, and when they feel like they're here, they'll chill. You know, there's a lot of a lot of my friends. Nothing's wrong with them. Like they're like, if if I could just make eighty five thousand dollars and you know have my family, I could chill. Nothing's wrong with that. He got it. He's happy. He's chilling. He really doesn't want that much more. He's cool. That's beautiful. But there's there's some guys who are making eight hundred fifty thousand, and they're just like they feel like they're just average poor people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like that. Those guys, what what are they? What are they wanting? What uh, are okay. you, you know what I mean? What what is drawing them? Like what is what is it? Because like you said, it never it never stops. Yep. 
Yeah, no, I, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. What 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 are you wanting right now? I think what I like the most is what you and I did earlier. I like being around successful people and hearing about successful people's struggles. Yeah. Because what it does, it puts your pain into context. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times successful men, such as yourself, they're so isolated because they, they all are like kings and have their own little kingdoms and castles that they don't see the, the other dude crying in his castle too, you know, because something's not going the way he wants it to be. So to me, I... I really value traveling to come see you, traveling to see all the other guys and like the off the camera stuff where I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I literally, like when we started talking and you were started talking about the YouTube stuff, I could have, I felt like there was a weight on your chest. It was like, bro, are you dealing with this or just me? I was like, bro, now nah, I'm with you as well. So yeah. to me, I feel as though that's the first thing that I want as well as like, you know, it, you have, you're doing really well. There's a different level of game with taxes, with properties, with 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 investment that when you reach a certain tax bracket, you're playing at a little bit different level. You know what I mean? Like you're not like when you reach when you make a certain amount of money, you know you you don't just save 50% in the bank. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's like where do I put it? Yeah. yeah, so, it, yeah. so then I'm like, okay, where are you putting it at? You yeah. know, what are you learning? What are you dealing with? So yeah. to me, I'm very interested in like that's what I feel like helps me because Everything in my life, it was meeting somebody on a new level and hearing how hearing about what they're dealing with that motivated me to want to get to their level, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like those conversations help me more. But I'm just always curious, like a lot of our content, what you what we all do is usually for like guys at the beginning. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like the advanced guys, what are what are what are you consuming? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are what are you gaining from? Like who like what are you constantly putting in your mind if you're not making videos? So those are things I'm always interested in from guys who are at your level. That's a good question. Yeah. Do, do you watch a lot of YouTube still? Rarely. My my go-to right now is Patrick Bed Davis podcast. Okay. Um, Patrick Bed David has a channel called Value Tainments, a couple million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Bad. I love him because Patrick is like Deca millionaire. He's a lot of finance. Yeah, a lot of finance. Deca millionaire. His yeah. he bought a twenty five million dollar house in Boca Raton, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You know, has a family, four kids. Yeah. Has is killing YouTube channel, five other businesses. So he's someone who's like, I want to just learn from him. Like yeah, I feel like yeah. that's that's where I, I'm trying to get to. So yeah. people. I, he's kind of one of the few people that I watch because I see where I'm trying to go and I'm trying to go to where he's at, Yeah, yeah you know? So that's, that's probably one of the guys I probably would watch consistently. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah. No, I mean, I guess I don't, I definitely don't consume as much as I used to. Of course. Because you're always going to be motivated to consume things that, and that's something that you think about when you're making content. Like you got, you need to create content that people feel like a, like a reason that's going to like be personally, it's going to personally impact them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch. Uh, I mean, I watch my all my friends who have YouTube channels. Right, I'll tune in mm-hmm. um, for like content of people who I, I'm not like friends with at all. Watch. I, I like like Graham Stephan. I like yeah. his video. He's got a good personality. He touches. Always makes me feel. He always like whenever you're like worried about something crashing or something, you watch on his videos. You gotta feel good. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm good. I'll leave my money in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know for podcasts. I, I like Joe Rogan a lot. Oh, yeah, I listen Joe's to him a, beast, a lot. Yeah. Um, he just seems like very. I know he's going through a lot of controversy uh, right now. Sheesh. But when you watch him, he seems like very. He's a great guy. Grounded. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah. Reasonable person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I. I mean. I, at this point, 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm more 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 of the content I consume would be like at the end of the day, like find a good Netflix show to watch yeah, with yeah, Julia yeah, or something. Yeah, to yeah, be honest, yeah. 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 Now that yeah. makes sense, and I think I think for me the content, I'm like, I'm just always curious. Not even just like the video content, but like what messages when you're reading a book, when you're reading an article, what what are the things that like in your stage of life right now, if you see an article about this or a book about this, that's like, oh wow, like that that really piques my interest. Well, not to keep making it about like finances, but right now, like I feel I'm in a place like, yo, businesses are doing well. Like we're doing well. The YouTube channels do well, but like this is not all gonna last forever. Yeah. So that's why the finance stuff is important to me. Is like, how do I be smart while I have the income coming in? Yeah. So that like me and my family are like you know taken care of yeah. just from the investments alone in the future. Yeah. Uh, that being said, kind of like we were talking before, like I know even if like. Everything vanished. YouTube vanished. Yeah. Edge vanished. Beastly vanished. There's some everything. Everything. All the income is gone tomorrow. I know. Again, because like the type of person I am, well, I wouldn't just like sit around and be like, oh, well, I hope the investments yeah, I made yeah, so far like yeah, do well. Like yeah. I'd be like, all right, like what am I gonna do now? Yeah. Maybe with not, I wouldn't have to have as as crazy urgency, but I probably still would have crazy urgency yeah. because that's like who we who we are. You know what I mean? No, and that's exactly what I felt. Yeah. Like the guys are the guys are. We and Eddie were talking about this earlier. It's like the type of content that men such as yourself would value the most probably gets shared the most because one, it it has a it has a very small niche audience where there's only a select few guys who are actually at the level you're at, actually have the achieved success that you have, and then it's so unique because it's really questions about how do you take six and get to seven how you take seven figures and get to eight you know what i mean yeah, so it's yeah. like it's more things where it's like it's not it's not a sexy on youtube yeah. but these are things that like i i would love like i'm the same way yeah like it's like when my friend was putting me on um well shout out um, uh, um chris my my um partner for the roommates he's putting me on like life insurance and like Oh, you know, you can, you know, open life insurance through your business and then you can be able to, you know, um, be able to, um, you know, take out loans off that life insurance or to pay for your kids college. What a lot of people do is they put life insurance on their kids, which was a Gerber life plan back in the day, put life insurance, their kids in college. And then later on, that's all tax deductible. And then when a kid turns 18 years old, there's that hundred grand to go into Harvard, to go to Rice, to go to SMU, whatever it may be. And so. These things are interesting to me. Yeah. Where I'm at in life. Yeah. But I just know for like the average 22 year old guy, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, who cares about baby Gerber life? Plan, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to me, I realized that that's, that's a part about what, when guys are continuously going back to the first question, when you're continuously growing, there's just a level of, there's a different space that you're in where, the conversation may not be as relevant to your audience. Yeah. And then how do you deal with that? How do you flesh that out? How do you converse with converse about that? Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, I, I saw I see happening with a lot of guys. Like when I'm when I talk to you and all the other guys, everyone's on that same money thing. Yeah. Everyone's on this, oh, what about this and buying this property, buying this duplex and doing yeah, this yeah, yeah. and doing this and hey, what about XRP? What about XLM? What about the lawsuit? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a whole yeah, other yeah, conversation. Yeah. And then we go to our videos, we talk, you know, we're doing this, you know? Yeah, 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 so yeah. I just think I just think it's just an interesting thing that's going on. 
yeah yeah no i mean it's different stages right yeah. like different stages of life What's, i don't know who, who knows in five years or in 10 years what what we'll be doing what the yeah. world will look like yeah. or anything man yeah how do you how do you feel about uh meta the meta stuff oh man does this stress you out it just makes me feel like I'm an old man. Like, I don't, I don't like the idea of like the metaverse yeah, and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, like I was talking, about, I really feel like, uh, like again, I try to create like products that have like value, like yeah. in, in the real world, so to speak. Yeah. And I don't understand as much. I, I understand it because I played a lot of video games, mm -hmm. and I just, and maybe that's not the right comparison, but I understand. I mean, the metaverse, how I understand it, at yeah. least, just so we're talking about the same thing, would be like. You have some like avatar in some yeah. world and yeah, then like yeah. you spend time to like basically level up that avatar or maybe at that point it's just like it's so realistic that you're just hanging out with people there yeah. right i just like yeah i don't i don't know i just that i just feel like old like i said i feel like an old man about yeah, it like yeah, uh yeah. i mean i felt like an old man about crypto for a while too and i was like well like it's not going away so like, let's figure it out yeah but like, the metaverse isn't like i wouldn't want to like invest my time in there i yeah. don't think you know what i mean when people were telling me they're buying land in the metaverse oh, that's bro, when i was no. just like why <laughs> yeah man i don't i don't i don't uh i don't understand it that doesn't mean 10 years i won't understand yeah, 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 it but yeah. i just feel like when i'm raising kids in like five ten years i'm gonna be like yeah like what in that like what are y'all doing like what yeah. is going on you yeah. know what i mean yeah cool so last thing i want to talk to you about i'm very interested in your thoughts on this yeah as a guy who's been in the dating space for so many years, yeah. you've seen so much content, you've 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 practiced a lot <laughs> in your in your time. What would you say if there if there is any the biggest difference between what you're seeing from what the guys are struggling with, the content that's out right now, versus how things were when you first started? What what, what do you mean? So I guess let me give you an example. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you gave a great example. Like back in the day. The mystery method, the game, pick PUA was 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 in. Yeah. Now PUA is cringy to even the most simplest of guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So you saw a change where it was like PUA was great, not PUA is lame, right? Yeah, yeah. Or things like maybe there was times where it was like it was all about cold approaching, yeah. cold cold. Now it was just online dating, da da da. Yeah. You know, you know, amassing your online avatar. Yeah. I was just curious if there was someone that you've noticed from all the different guys and, and and hearing about guys' struggles and guys' experiences and the guys you've been coaching in your private sessions for all these years, have you seen a difference between when you first started to where it is now, or do you feel like it's the same? I'm just curious to what your experience ah, has been. Like just like the dating landscape? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's different in the sense that... Uh... Like online dating is just like it's the norm now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when I first started going on Tinder, you know, it, it, and I, a lot of these girls were, were talking shit, but every girl's like, "Oh, it's the first online date I've been on." I'm like, "Yeah, is it?" But, <laughs> but, but, but it might have been the second or the third, <laughs> yeah, or so, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? It was like it was yeah, early, yeah, yeah, early yeah. in the state. <laughs> Whereas now, that's like kind of like the default way of meeting people. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's easier because of that. You mm -hmm. go get a few good photos of yourself. I mean, obviously, you know, you probably want to be in somewhat like, you know, get, get in somewhat shape, like get a good outfit. You get a few good photos of yourself. And I see it in my program all the time. Like, that's like, just like, okay, now you get three dates a week. Like, you know, yeah. you, you, like you've unlocked like the next like achievement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's still like, I think the more you simplify dating, the better. Mm. Like I always say, like at the end of the day, it's about like, obviously leveling up yourself makes you more attractive. You can mm. call it hypergamy. You can just call it the like 
people are more attracted to people who have like a higher value lifestyle. Yeah. It's just like human nature, right? Mm -hmm. I think that probably goes back as far as like societies or communities have been around. Of course. Um, but when it actually comes to like the game aspect of it, like essentially like you have to talk to a girl, you have to ask her to hang out. And I feel like you have to act like a normal dude, but then you just like have to make the move at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really think that that's changed that much. Like, I don't think like the male to female dynamic has changed at all, for sure. Um, I think online makes things easier, but I don't think that means it makes things harder. Not online, you mm. know. I still think it's probably about, it's the same out there. What do you? How do you feel about the people who say it's it's way more difficult now than it was before? How do you feel about the guys who say stuff like that? Well, is there reason that like if you're not like a rich jack dude, then you just can't get girls now? Because like I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. What's the what's the argument? You think what's the main argument? Man, they probably they're always you know whenever I try to explain stuff like that, they always say I'm wrong because there's always someone who has a different argument. Yeah. But I think the the general idea is that women are way more pickier now, whereas before if. If, you know, you met Julia, you know, in some small town in Massachusetts. Yeah. You know, all she could talk to was David and the other losers in town. You know, not saying you're a loser, but the other losers in town. Yeah. But then versus. <laughs> I was a loser. <laughs> versus, you know, now she's in, you know, Massachusetts. Now, you know, there's there's Tom Brady. There's Julian Elliman that could DM yeah. her. You know, there's freaking Gronk can DM her. So they basically just that that concept where online has made it way more difficult for the guys who were just average. I mean, I think for sure you take the most attractive girls who are also like putting effort into their social media. And yes, maybe they're in a small town in Massachusetts and now they're getting DMs from, I don't know, much higher value dudes than are just in their immediate vicinity. Mm -hmm. But like, What percentage of girls really it has like a super strong social media profile. I know yeah. when you're going through Instagram, it seems like everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah, their moms, guys, yeah, is fucking yeah. smoking hot girl. But like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean, I, I still think that like, like the average hot girl you see on the street, like if you were to find her social media profile, it's not like popping off like crazy. Yeah, I think that that's more. I I think that's probably very could be very overstated. And I think guys, because of social media too, are gonna like have also developed higher standards because of seeing all these, you know, really hot girls. Before it would just be like, like it's a model or it's like a porn star, yeah, but now yeah. it's like, oh, it just seems like every regular girl on Instagram is like super yeah, hot. Yeah. So I think it, 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 that could also make it seem harder because mm. now, like, you know, the average hot girl that you meet at the gym or at the bar, or the sidewalk. Maybe it doesn't seem as hot when you're comparing it to like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like yeah. these like. That's a good point. But you're yeah, but so I don't know. Yeah. I think in that sense, it's probably a little overstated. Again, I think if anything, it's easier because online dating, like you don't even have to have like the confidence to approach girls now. You just have to like hire a photographer for a couple hours, take yeah. some good photos of you, and now you're going to get like better dates. No, I, I like where you're going with this one because the first thing that came into my mind as you were talking was that I think, I think what has happened is that a lot of people are not outside to actually experience what life is like. And a lot of people are growing up online. And so by growing up online, like you said, you see all these smoking hot girls on Instagram and on social media, you think every, you think that's like the norm. You yeah. think you think every girl has 50,000 of followers. I remember um, researching on Instagram where they said a majority of, I could be wrong, but if not, I, I don't know the number, but a large percentage of Instagram accounts are private. They're yeah. private. So yeah. when you see these people with hundreds of thousands of followers, that's not the norm. I remember when I was doing analytics about YouTube, 
they said there was 30 million YouTube channels, and I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this one, but they said it was 30,000 channels with over 100,000 subscribers. So yeah, got, so got, it's what, 1%? It's, like yeah, 1%. yeah, like 0.01% yeah, yeah. of the channels, but yeah. that's what everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows all the big channels, so I think what happens is that these super hot, super Instagram models, sh- like everyone knows their stories. Yeah. Everyone knows their stories, and now they think that's the norm, yeah. right? Now they think every girl in Massachusetts being flew out by Julian Element. Yeah. No, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he has a limit to his days, too, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I think I think you're right. That's one of the things that I personally noticed, that if you're not really going out and meeting people and talking and conversing and seeing, oh, wow, her page is private. Oh, that girl, she was really attractive in person, but on Instagram, she's horrible. I would never talk to her. Yeah, but she's not putting all this effort into her profile. You know that song? It's uh, it's Kyle and Lil Yachty, I Spy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I was talking about, they were yeah. interviewing, I know it's not Rap Genius, and they're interviewing about it. They're like, oh, you know, I Spy with my little eye. It's about like, you know, we're not trying to hit up the. You, you got to find the girls who are getting like between one thousand and three thousand likes. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, they, you know, they're hot, but they're they're, they're, they're yeah. not getting hit up by everybody. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. reminds me of that, but uh, but yeah, most for sure, there's girls out there who yeah. would get all the attention they want. But like, what percentage is that, bro? Let's and, be like, be real. Yeah, and then I think another part that st- stands out to me was a part that you brought up about about putting in work. I I love. I think you had a video. I saw it where. Would you go undercover and see guys' Tinder profiles? Was that? I did a few Tinder experiments. Where you saw it from a woman's perspective and saw the guys? Was that something no, that you did? No, I didn't do that one. Okay. So I, I saw, I thought it was you, but yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. somebody who was like, I'm going to show you. He like created a fake woman's page. Like, I'm yeah. going to show you what it's like from a woman's perspective. Yeah. And what you see with majority of the a guys, of crap profiles, crap yeah, profiles yeah, yeah, yeah. no pictures, yeah. crap bios, no work. Well, that's when, it's, again, when we work with guys personally in the program, the first thing we do, because obviously we, we, we help them with cold approach and like getting over approach anxiety. And so, you, you know, you see a cute girl at the gym, like this, you know, let's make sure you go, you take advantage of that. The first thing we always do is like in a little audit of their, of their dating profiles. Mm-hmm. And you see the same thing every time. It's yes. just, most dudes don't, and I, and I understand why, like, it's not like, there's nothing fun about going and taking photos of yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like. You like I said, that's what that's what we'll have them do. Like the first thing will be all right. So like, pick out a few good outfits, take a few screenshots, some photos you're trying to like replicate. Hire a local photographer, a couple hundred bucks per hour, and you're gonna you're gonna get four photos. And then now now you're gonna stand out from ninety five percent of the other dudes' profiles because most people's profiles like it's old photos from like college. Like everyone's holding like a beer, like a selfie, and it's yeah. like it's crap. Bro, I I ask what I do. I love everything that you said. I think we talked about it last time. It's so freaking good. I ask guys. I said, show me. 10, 10 girls that you're really attracted to yeah. on social media or on your profiles. All these girls, great pictures, great lightings, nice outfits. Now see your profile. Yeah. Let me see yours. Yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Do you not see? Like, do you not see like the girls, the ones, that, like I told people, I said, if we're being honest, a lot of Instagram super hot girls are just attractive women who either wear bikinis, yeah. who either have great makeup, great lighting, and dress in a certain way. And some girls are going to edit their photos, too. Yeah, and they yeah. edit their stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so it's like, bro, like, as a guy, you got to realize if that's what's going on for them, but and that's what's making them drawn to you, why don't you just do it for yourself? And I think one of the disconnects has been today is that a lot of people are describing things when they're actually not putting in work. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's been a common theme of our conversation today. But like, uh, and I, I keep seeing this on like Instagram uh, reels. It's like a popular like, motivational quote people are putting over them. But but it's true. It's like, don't complain about the results you didn't see for the work you didn't do. Mm. And it's uh, I think it describes a lot of what we're saying. Yeah. But it's true. And it's like, well, and also you're gonna compare yourself. Okay, this is a girl who like, yeah, maybe she had some work done, but she's like going to the gym. She's like putting a lot of effort into her appearance, and then like, what, what are you doing, man? Are you going to the gym? Are you like, like deliberately getting a haircut? Are you grooming? Like, like you can't. Like, I think a lot of guys. I, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of victim mentality going around. With, with, I mean, girl, girls do it too, but like yeah. it's more, more, more with some of the extreme red pill stuff. It's more common now yeah. where they want to just be like, well, look, like it's their fault. I shouldn't like, I, like I, I shouldn't have to be a super rich, wealthy guy yeah. to like get the top tier girl. It's like, bro, the top tier girl has her choice of guys. Who should, who, if you were her, who would you choose if you were her? Who would you choose, bro? <laughs> no, that's the point that is like, and that's going back to victim mindset. Like you said, it's, if you had the opportunity, you as a guy, yeah. if you had the opportunity to freely choose what you want, you can pick any car that you want. You can pick a Toyota. You can put, you can pick a, a Lexus or you can pick a Lamborghini. What what are you pick? If you can get whatever you want, yeah. Most people will pick the Lamborghini. It's not, not fair, bro. You, know, <laughs> you pick the Toyota. You know, most people pick the Lamborghini. Most people pick, pick the Rolls Royce. Most people will pick the nice Tesla, like you got. Most people will pick the nice things. If all things are equal, the nice things are better. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like as a guy, you naturally do this. Like like for the guy, especially the guys at the bottom. When you're on Pornhub that you shouldn't be on, but when you're <laughs> on it, you're not just going to the raggedy daggedy V. You're looking for yeah, the, yeah. your favorite girl. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? You're yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. The, the best thumbnail. you looking for the... You keep drawn to the best. It's that thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drawn to the best. So to me, it's like, then why are you mad at them? Because the, the part that I'm really... I understand is like, why are you mad at them for being drawn to the best if you're also drawn to the aesthetically best? Yeah, because people just don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, I can relate. Again, you yeah. just don't want to. I just want a hot girl, man. I don't yeah. want to do all this stuff. But like, yeah. just do it for you. You know. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you get you get fit, you get in shape. Your body's gonna feel better. Yeah. You're gonna feel more confident. You start leveling up your career. You start making more money. Even if you it's not a girl in your life. Though yeah. the analogy I like to use on my channel is like, if you're like, if your life is like a cake. So you know, the core ingredients like the flour, the eggs, the the sugar. Girls can't be your eggs or your flour, right? Mm. You need to you need to bake a cake where like, like that's cake. like you know those are your habits, the, that's your career, those are the things you can control, and, and, and then you, you so it's a you can make a dope, delicious cake. And girls are just like a, like a nice little design with like the icing mm. on top, and it's like yeah, it makes that. it a little bit sweeter. You can enjoy it a yeah. little bit, but if, if someone scrapes that, that that little design off top of the cake, like it's still gonna be a delicious cake. Mm, I love that. That needs to be the intro, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be the intro, Eddie. But yeah, man, I think I think to me it's just like empowering the next generation of men to to not have the victim mindset and there's information available if you're not in shape but you don't have the beastly app why <laughs> why why it's a free trial bro. why <laughs> if you're not in shape you know the beastly app why if you don't have nice clothes and you're not on as lifestyle why like there's just so many things where it's just where's why yeah why what, like seriously why yeah and so application the men who succeed in life are the men like you, are the men who hit rock bottom, they get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they apply what they need to know 
to their lives and make a change. And you stop caring so much about failing in other people's, how other people view you as a failure. For so long, I cared so much about that. But I wouldn't publish a YouTube video because the, the, the girls from my high school are going to see <laughs> yeah, it and they're going to yeah, think yeah. I'm the weird guy doing a YouTube video. Yeah, like, yeah. Bro, you got to get to a point where like, it's just like, it just doesn't, nothing really matters. Yeah. Like there's, a, there's 6 billion people in this planet. Like I'm insignificant. You're insignificant. Mm -hmm. Like why you, you play, you, you play up this big role about how you got to look good to everyone. And eventually you get to a point where like, you know, whatever, you just got to do things for yourself Yeah, and I like agree. enjoy life for yourself. And when you take that mindset, like, well, also you tend to start being more successful and then mm -hmm. other people have a higher opinion of you anyway, but that's like, that's not why, like, who cares? You yeah. know what I mean? Who cares what other people think? I love it. I love it. David, yeah. man. It's always great talking to you, man. Yeah, I'm glad you came through. Conversation just be flying through, man. Where can, <laughs> where can the people find you at, man? How to Beast. <laughs> I, I know. Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. It's How to Beast. Yes, yes, guys. If you want to become a beast, hit my, give my guys subscribe button. Obviously, Beastly app as lifestyle guys get on it. Please reach out to David. Let him know what about that podcast stood out to you guys. Hopefully, you guys are as blessed by the conversation as I am. My name is Hafiz, and I'm joined by... David. <laughs> <laughs> We're the roommates and have a great day.